Hello, I'm Gemma Seltzer and this is Right and Shine. Welcome to the second in our series of three online courses focusing on creating a sense of place in your writing. These audio sessions are all about journeys and travelling, observing and exploring. Each is 30 minutes and contains a mix of advice, inspiration and writing prompts. Whether you're new to writing or writing regularly, you are very welcome here. You can write a poem, a list, a story, a piece of life writing. When you hear the writing prompt, the only thing you need to do is dive in and start writing. Thanks so much for joining me today. This course is called Ticket to Ride. It considers rail journeys and train stations inspired by a brilliant range of writers and poets. So grab your pen and notebook, let's get moving. Since the advent of railways in the early 19th century, writers and poets have been drawn to trains. Many, like Wordsworth, saw them as a threat to the natural landscape. Others saw rail travel as glamorous and romantic. I definitely understand both sides of the argument, but the opportunity to travel and have adventures appeals to me a lot. Many writers believe in the creative potential of the train journey and its significance beyond just the literal journey they're taking. Anne Korakivi describes train travel as suspended, impregnable time, combined with the dreamy forward motion, like a mantra it greases the brain. What an amazing description of being on a train. Julie Clam, another writer, says, Train journeys have a very distinct end. It's not like having six hours at home. She says she tends to have great bursts of inspiration that lasts around six stops. Another interesting writer called Jessica Ross wrote a really fascinating article about this subject for the Paris Review. She said, Trains give a sense of safety, born of boundaries. The train is bounded, compartmentalised and cosily small. These boundaries help to contain the experience of writing, of tapping into our subconscious and letting loose all our ideas. I love that. For me as a writer, I think it's just a great setting as well, a place to observe many people from all walks of life, listen into conversations, see how people interact. And it's not just trains themselves that are interesting, but the stations. In her youth, author Deborah Levy wrote in a cafe by the bus station. For her, and maybe for you as well, there's something about being near the world of transition and movement that can feel really inspiring and energising. And while we're on the subjects of trains, there's the maps as well. Navigating around a city using a metro map uh, is fun and challenging and definitely fodder for writing too. Trains have their frustrations, of course. Often they're busy, delayed, they're not always clean. Being lost is not always fun, so we'll just acknowledge that as well. I wonder what your reasons are to like or even dislike trains. Whatever you're feeling, let's embark on our first writing exercise together. I want you to bring to mind a time you were travelling by train. Can you remember where you were going, what you were doing, was it recent? Did memories rise up as you looked out the window passing by? Did you meet anybody interesting? Just use this exercise as a chance to throw out all of your ideas about train journeys. What was that train journey like? Who did you meet? What was the experience like? So we've got five minutes. Bring to mind a time you were travelling by train.
Okay, now gently bring that to a close. And let's move on to the next writing exercise. Train journeys are often used in literature and films as settings. They're a really good uh, location for chance encounters and misconnections, for urgent conversations and desperate farewells. One really famous story, short story, uh, that used a train station as its setting is Ernest Hemingway's Hills Like White Elephants. The opening is really wonderful, so evocative, I'll read it to you now. The hills across the valley of Abra were long and white. On this side there was no shade and no trees, and the station was between two lines of rails in the sun. Close against the side of the station there was the warm shadow of the building and a curtain made of strings of bamboo beads hung across the open door into the bar to keep out flies. The American and the girl with him sat at a table in the shade outside the building. It was very hot and the express from Barcelona would come in 40 minutes. It stopped at this junction for two minutes and went on to Madrid. Such an interesting opening, telling us a lot through the description. Here the train station has a great symbolism. It highlights the fact that this relationship perhaps is at a crossroads. The two people, the American and the girl, are in the middle of the valley. The station is a stopping point between Barcelona and Madrid. We learn that and we see that they must choose a path. And also there's a suggestion they might not take the same route. There's two directions they may go in. Who knows which they will choose. Let's use this idea as a starting point. Write something new that takes place at a train station. Could be a poem, some personal writing, the beginning of a short story. Decide specifically where it will happen and who it will involve. What do the surroundings represent for your characters or for the voice of the piece? So just say that again. Write something new that takes place at a train station. Decide where it will happen and who it will involve. What do the surroundings represent for the characters or the voice of your piece? I've got another five minutes for that. I'll leave it with you.
now just finish off, finish off that piece and let's move to a new exercise. We're going to step on the train itself. Let's look at some examples of writers who've tried to capture the experience of rail travel in their work. One example I really love is Robert Louis Stevenson's poem for children. Uh, it's from a railway carriage from 1885. One section says, Faster than fairies, faster than witches, bridges and houses, hedges and ditches, and charging along like troops in a battle, all through the meadows, the horses and cattle. What a great poem, just fun with a lively tone and a rhythm that captures that ongoing movement of a train. As a contrast, uh, the poet Sylvia Plath has a poem called Getting There. She says, how far is it? How far is it now? What do wheels eat, these wheels, fixed to their arcs like gods, the silver leash of the will? The train journey for this poet seems to be a struggle to regain a sense of self. The tone is unsure. How far is it? How far is it now? And dangerous, with the train almost as a menace. But it closes. The carriages rock. They are cradles. And I, stepping from this skin of old bandages, boredoms, old faces, step up to you from the black car of Leith, pure as a baby. Really interesting poem. There's a sense that she might emerge after this journey, pure as a baby. So the journey is both literal and metaphorical, a sense of starting afresh, beginning anew. It's true, isn't it, that that sense of being on a train, the movement of the train, does create a sense of protection. I understand that feeling, being a baby in a cradle, comforted. I really enjoy that poem, I really enjoy it. So let's kick off a new piece of writing with this first line. When she finally stepped off the train, she would go with that. Use that first line, when she finally stepped off the train, she would. And in your piece, try and capture a sense of the sounds and the movement of the train, as well as the mindset of your character uh, or the place that you're setting your piece. And again, another five minutes for that.
Okay, now gently bring that to a close. For our final exercise, I wanted to share one of my favourite short stories by American author James Baldwin, his story Sonny's Blues. It's a really amazing short story that begins in a subway car. It opens with the protagonist reading about his brother's arrest in the newspaper. The opening lines are, I read about it in the paper in the subway on my way to work. I read it and I couldn't believe it and I read it again. Then perhaps I just stared at it, at the newsprint spelling out his name, spelling out the story. I stared at it in the swinging lights of the subway car and in the faces and the bodies of the people and in my own face trapped in the darkness which roared outside. What an opening, an absolutely immersive piece. We're in that subway car with the character. And the subway here is a dark, almost mythical place. It's the underworld, a place where the faces and the bodies of the people are trapped. And so many contrasts, just in this opening section, there's the swinging light and then the darkness. There's inside and outside. There's a sense of freedom and being trapped. So we're going to use that as a prompt and as inspiration for a final piece of writing. And we need to write an opening to a story or a poem or some personal writing that takes place on an underground train. Something significant should happen in the very first sentence. A character makes a discovery, or perhaps there's a collision. You decide what happens, but as I say, something significant should happen in the very first sentence, and it should take place on an underground train. Five final minutes for this one.
and let's bring it to a close. I hope you enjoyed that final exercise and then you've got a few pieces that you can develop outside of this course. Let's just come up for air after that underground exercise. Um, and if you're looking for continuing this kind of theme about trains and journeys, one of the things I've been thinking recently is how life is a little bit like a train journey. The map can be hard to decipher. People join us and leave like passengers on a train. Some people are there at the start of the journey, a few stay for the whole duration. Others step into the carriage for a short while, then they depart, maybe leaving behind a mood or a memory or an item. So if you fancy continuing this theme, why don't you try and write a piece of reflective writing this week using the metaphor of a train and train journeys? Where are the stops? Who are the passengers? And as an additional farewell gift for you, um, I always like to close a workshop with a quote from another writer to offer inspiration. Historical novelist Philippa Gregory talks about how she creates a sense of place in her writing. She says she must imagine it clearly herself first. She says, Ideally, I should see the scene in my mind. I should know the means of transport waiting outside the window, whether the window is glazed. The reader only knows to see the scene. Everything else should only help them see it vividly and understand its importance. I love that. I love that sense of her, almost the vision of her sitting back in her chair and conjuring up vivid scenes before she even puts pen to paper. And I like that recognition that it's the writer's role not to spell out every tiny detail of a scene, but to see it well enough yourself to evoke it for a reader. So that brings us to a close. I'd like to say... Thanks for joining us. I'm Gemma Seltzer. This has been Write and Shine. We run a programme of morning writing workshops, events and retreats and an online library of self-guided writing courses. This is the second in our series of three audio courses. Our next is On the Road. It's the final in our series. It's about road trips and maps and navigating by car and also about creating a sense of freedom in our writing. Find out more about Write and Shine on our website, which is write-and-shine.com. And let us know what you think about this audio workshop via social media. Search for Write and Shine on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook. This recording has been produced by Tammy Goldenberg and presented and written by me, Gemma Seltzer. Thanks so very much for joining us today. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead of writing.